0: Hey guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerd Stop Movies. My name is Taylor, and I'm going to be your host today. Joining me for this episode is the arbiter of culture himself, Mr. Tristan Benz. Tristan, how you feeling?
1: Tell you what, Taylor. Uh, you know, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired, a little sleepy. You know, just took a nap. I uh, think it's the... The weight that rests on my shoulders as the arbiter of culture, you know, of really course. carrying of culture course. on my back. It really tuggers me out. And even now, what we're about to embark upon today, even though it's not, you know, directly involving me, it, it has sprung from my works and is an outgrowth <laughs> of my work as the arbiter of culture. And therefore, uh, yeah, it's it's I'm not going to say that I'm carrying the zeitgeist on my back. But what I will say is that I have an impact, and I think it's only fair that we acknowledge that.
0: I think it is fair that we acknowledge that, because late last year, we did an episode focused on Tristan's top 52 favorite movies of all time. We did that because Tristan would always mention his top 52 favorite movies, and we thought it would be a fun topic to close out the end of the year with. Uh, And if you're wondering why 52, Chris, and just go ahead and tell the audience why fifty-two.
1: I mean, it's my favorite number. Aside from it, once upon a time being the number of uh, different universes in the DC multiverse, uh, it's a number of weeks in a year. I like the way that in some fonts, the the two numerals are mirror images of each other. It's just a good even number. I just like fifty-two. It's a top tier number. It's my favorite number. Some would say it's the best number.
0: Some would say. Also, the person who this episode's about, I think, would. Possibly say that? I don't know. We're about to get there. But Tristan's top 52 movies episode was, in our humble opinion, pretty awesome. So what do you do when you knock an episode like that out of the ballpark? Well, you run that son bitch into the ground, Tristan. That's what you do. And that's what we're going to be doing here today with Drew Garrison's top 52 favorite movies of all time. Later this year, we'll also do an episode with my favorite uh, Top 52, which I'm definitely not prepared for, (laughs) Uh, but we'll get there when we get there. That's down the line. What matters today, or more specifically, who matters today, is one Drew Garrison. Drew, how are you feeling, man? Nervous, excited,
2: elated, and unknown emotion
0: number four.
1: Okay. we It's good to keep some mystery.
0: Yeah, there's some mystery here. And not only that, like this is something mystery. that Drew... If you're thinking we put this together last minute, it's not. It is not like a last minute thing. This has taken Drew weeks, which I kind of get, because we're putting our full opinions of movies out there into the world. Which you can, on one hand, be like, sure, who cares? But on the other hand, be like, damn, I gotta make sure this list is... What I believe to be top notch, so I get well, representative the, uh, representative of yourself. Yeah, you want to make sure it's what you actually because it, it, you're putting pen to paper essentially. Finally, no more well, thinking you know, in guys, your head.
1: Th- this is what happens when you take somebody's hobby that they had for years and then you try <laughs> and cram it down into just a couple weeks.
2: I had a top. I had a top twenty movies, Tristan. You know this. It's
0: just yes, adding but on that. That's extra not
1: the same 32. as a top fifty-two. I my list used to be top one hundred, and I pared it down.
0: Man. I don't think we could do an episode on a top one hundred. <laughs> you know how long the last episode was? <laughs>
1: it was pretty long. We would we would if any of us had a list of a hundred anything, that would have to be multiple episodes. That would just oh, be yeah. that'd be too much.
0: So Drew, anything else you want to say before we get into Topic here today. I make no apologies. And Good. That, don't apologize, Drew. Yep, don't apologize for your top 52 favorite movies. Stand your ground. Stand on business. That is for us to complain about, both the listeners and ourselves here, Tristan and I. So here's how this thing's going to work here, guys. Drew's going to rattle off his list six at a time, at least until we get to around the top 25 mark. At that point, we're going to slow it down and throw out about four at a time. Uh, after he lists out all his movies in a segment, he'll briefly, keyword there, briefly, explain why they made the list and why they are where they are on the list. Tristan and I will then just join in on the conversation with our dumb commentary, Rinse and Repeat. Uh, essentially, it's the exact same thing we did with Tristan's Top 52, only with the benefit of hindsight, knowing like this is going to be a long-ass episode. So, <laughs> with all that being said, Drew, are you ready? Yes. Go with your 52 through 47. Alright, so number 52 is Summer Wars.
2: Number 51 is the Wild Thornberrys movie. Number 50 is Happy Death Day. Number 49 is Transformers 3. Number 48 is Transformers 1. And number 47 is Ben Ten's Secrets of the Omnitrix.
1: Okay. Now, shout out Wild Thornberry's movie. Always. Shout out to Thornberry's. Shout out to my boy, Nigel. Drew, but oh, I got yes. a problem. I got a problem with this. What's got your problem? problem. I problem. Why is Transformers 3 below Transformers 1?
2: Cause I personally enjoy Transformers One above Transformers Three, but both of them but both of them really are like close neck and neck for me. Like you could, sw- you could swap them. Also, Transformers Three does the egregious decision of killing
1: Ironhide. Yeah, that you know what? All right, he was my favorite, so that is you're selling me there. But I, I, I see your Ironhide's death, and I raise you. I raise you today in the name of freedom we take the battle to them like that shit goes hard that shit does go hard and you got leonard nimoy as sentinel prime yeah like i was honestly a little bit hesitant with leonard nimoy being sentinel
2: prime i thought it was going to be star trek-ish then he killed it he killed
1: it absolutely i mean he killed a lot of things including ironhide but he also killed that uh that performance let me tell you what (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, but I still enjoy Transformers One just a bit more. It could be just because I I was younger and my nostalgia goggles for Transformers One are a bit more.
1: But no, that's I, fair. I'm not. I won't. I won't shit on Transformers One. I, if I recall correctly, I want to say that's the first movie that I remember actively being like, I need to go see this in theaters multiple times. I think I saw it two, at least two times, maybe three times when it came out. Yeah. Now, does that mean it's a good movie? Who's to say? You Who's know. To say? Who's to say? But it's fun. It's a good it's good entertainment. Michael Bay, he makes some weird shit. But he's kinda got the sauce. I, I hate to say it, but he's he's kinda got the juice. When he hits, he
2: surprisingly he hits
1: very well. He 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 hits the target that he is intending to hit. Is it a target that anybody else would want hit? That's subjective. Um, debatable. But it's the target he's hitting.
0: It's very important to note. Know- that this is not a list of the 52 best movies of all time, because I don't think Transformers 3 or even Transformers 1 would ever make a list like that. However, in terms of (laughs) best of all, or favorite of all time, I could really understand why you would especially put Transformers 1 up there, because I do think Transformers 1 is actually a pretty good movie. It really is. And I know the Transformers movie gets, or the franchise gets a lot of hate, and I get it. There, you don't really understand what's happening in a lot of the action sequences, especially whenever uh, we get past the original trilogy. But that original trilogy, no, man, we'll it started it. out really well. And I actually, after hearing you guys talk about Transformers three a bit, I remember actually enjoying that movie. It's a great movie. It is. It's a pretty it's good movie. Good, yeah, I always like looped it into Revenge of the Fallen, which oof, that's a uh, that's a thing right there but that's a
1: A. better than than
0: age of extinction true that's also true but that's not saying but part three man i think for what they were going for it was pretty good yeah and transformers two i also have a soft spot for just because
2: just because it was the first movie to introduce the original primes concept into the transformers lore and transformers has been killing it with using that As a story basis for a while, so a soft spot for introducing
0: the continuity, even if, like, it wasn't the best movie. As for everything else here, you had Wild Thornberry's movie as a 90s kid. Yeah, there's some nostalgia there for me immediately. The other thing that I find interesting is Happy Death Day, which I have not seen Happy Death Day. But it is on my watch list because I love the concept of it and everybody talks this movie up like, hey, this looks kind of <laughs> bad in the trailers. It's not. It's actually a really damn good movie. So it's cool to see this maker list as well. Uh, you didn't really give your explanations, by the way, so feel free to go in any of those. Okay, Summer Wars, uh, I
2: doubt you guys will have seen it because it's an anime movie and it doesn't seem like you guys are in the anime space, but... Summer Wars is an anime movie. It's really, really good. Has key themes of family, and it's just interesting animation-wise. It's beautiful and looks cool. Uh, Wild Thornberries. Uh, Initially, I did not watch the Thornberries just because I was very young and was watching other stuff at the time. My sister watched the Wild Thornberries, and this is the first movie I remember us watching together. Might not be the first one we watched, but it's the first one I remember, and... God dang! The actors for who went for that movie just did a fantastic job. It's amazing, and got me into the Wild Thornberry series. Uh, Happy Death Day. It's just a fun, ha- creepy Halloween movie and everything. Now, is it a good movie? Eh, critique wise, no. But it, but it's kind of like the, but it's kind of like a bad movie you just super enjoy. You can really enjoy just watching happy death day transformers three and one i don't think i need an explanation taylor we just went through a whole spiel about how good they were yeah uh so ben 10 secret of the Omnitrix. i'm a huge ben 10 fan the movies have not always hit for me but this one this one hit like being a little kid looking at watching this movie you you get rewarded for being a ben 10 fan and it is just re- it is just really good. It also has my favorite character, who rarely appears in the series because apparently no one had plans for a bounty for a bounty hunter
0: in a freaking series about aliens. Well, Ben Ten. The sad part is, is I feel like I just missed it when I was growing up, and I got out of like watching Cartoon Network around that time, and man, it just <laughs> You're missing out. I know. I felt like I missed out because everybody talks about like, no, nah, it's actually you go back to watch it as an adult. It's pretty. It kind of holds up. So yeah, yeah that's one that it, I've always had on the back of my mind. Like maybe I should watch that one day.
1: Well, Taylor, let me let me break it down for you real quick. All right, are you are you ready? Yeah. Now it started when an alien device right. did, <laughs> when, what fuck, did. The yeah, did what it did. What's the theme song? Yeah, did what it did. And it stuck itself upon his wrists. With with secrets secrets that it hid. And now, he's got superpowers. He's He's an ordinary kid. kid.
0: He's He's been been 10. So,
1: there you go. Just had to crack a little leg of knowledge.
0: (laughs) That's why you're the arbiter of culture.
1: Hey, man. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. It's a thankless task, but here
0: I am. Tristan, you got any final thoughts on this group before we move on?
1: No, my main sticking points were Transformers and then shout out to the Thornberries. And as, a, who, as someone who was also a Ben 10 fan growing up, I, I approve of The Secrets of the Omnitrix. I, I will co-sign that. It's not on my list, but I, I see the appeal. Woohoo. Some awards I got nothing for.
0: So I'm very curious to see what your next six movies are. So give us numbers 46 through 41. All right, all right. Number 46... The original Space Jam,
2: mm. number 45, Superman 1978, number 44, Julie and Julia, number 43, The Thing, number 42, Star Wars: A New Hope, and number 41, Coach Carter. Uh feel free to go into your explanations. All right, Space Jam. What can I say? I'm, te- I'm technically not a 90s kid, but at the same time, it's like I was born close enough to like enjoy Space Jam. So, Michael, Michael Jordan with the Looney Tunes and all the funniness that entails, it's just awesome. Number 45, Superman. I, only explanation I need, they can be a great people, Cal. They only lack the light to show them the way. For this reason, I have sent them you, my only son. Enough said. Julie and Julia. Okay, so quick little rundown about me. I was uh, depressed and suicidal in middle school. This movie uh, was one of the movies that helped me out with that. So, yeah, I like Julie and Julia. It is is a really wholesome movie that you can just pop on. And Meryl Streep is always a plus in anything she's in, honestly. Number 43, The Thing. For anyone who has not seen the thing, uh, just if you're okay with a bit of, with a bit of uh, body horror, you will love this. Like it is a really good. A sp-
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Great movie, but let's be clear. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, don't scare them away. I'm not. I'm just. Don't be scared to watch it. It's great, but you know, let's not undersell some of the body horror aspects
2: true yeah the the thing so i guess what to say is ben 10 makes me think of all the creative things that could be in insane the thing makes me afraid of that same concept and it is a really it is really interesting it's really tense it's a great suspense horror movie and i feel like it's one of the few horror movies that didn't get mucked up by its sequels star wars I don't know how many times I've quoted Star Wars on this show. A lot. Probably more than any sane man should. But I never claimed to be a sane man. So. That is awesome. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is amazing. The first movie is my favorite. Uh, And ironically, I never watched the series in the intended order. I watched it in the episode order. So I knew the whole twist. So that is one of the reasons why why, uh, episode five. Did not uh, hit me as hard as it did a lot of other people. But still a great twist. And finally, Coach Carter. This is just a deep movie, man.
1: It's a good movie. It's a super good movie. Yeah, Coach Carter Fox. Well, he slaps the kid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Get out of coming.
0: So, to start off here, I feel like Star Wars is the most interesting thing why did star wars end up being well i want to also add the thing to that because those are two movies that i think is like one's one of the best i would say horror movies of all time star wars we all know what it did for sci-fi and just entertainment in general why is it here you know like as a, I'm a super I'm a super Star Wars fan.
2: I have a Luke Saber lightsaber, aka mm-hmm. Anakin's first lightsaber, aka the Youngling Slayer Nine Thousand. Like, I have a. It's like I am a huge Star Wars fan. That being said, I ha- I enjoy a lot of different franchises and everything. And mm-hmm. most of my favorite Star Wars stuff, ironically, comes from the expanded universe that Disney mixed. So. This is as far as I can put Star Wars as movies here.
0: It is not what I would consider the pinnacle of Star Wars. And I guess to kind of tease, is this the only Star Wars movies on your list? Well, he said this
1: is his favorite, so... Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. Which is why I'm thunderstruck that it's number 42.
0: Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's where I was like, okay, okay. I'm wondering what's going to be ahead here. Because putting Star Wars and saying, this is your favorite one. All right, let's see what Drew has cooking. Like, I'm a complex individual. The machinations of my mind are crazy. (laughs) We're about to see that. But uh, I'm going to quickly go through and then just throw it over Tristan here. Space Jam, it is a glorified commercial. But man, just people our age, there's just something about it that's too nostalgic for us to see through a reviewer mind through like an unbiased mind like there's just something about it we just love for some reason
2: not even just our age but sorry to interrupt you but it's like i there have uh i have multiple tiny cousins i put on, uh i put on um space jam 2 for them and they disliked it and so i just like i just like okay let's try the original they love the original space jam
0: their cousins have taste uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I know,
1: right?
2: Yeah, and, and there are and they're like ten of them, so it's not, it's not even like oh, it's like oh, it, uh, it's only like a few of them. It's like I had 10 oh, it's a good sample that I had to look over.
0: Yes, awesome. The more people that dislike Space Jam two it. and adore Space Jam one, the better the world gets.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Superman,
0: 1978, classic. What else can you say? what Christopher Reeve has done for the character and what that movie has done for the character Superman is there's nothing we can say on this panel um Coach Carter's movie that I remember watching but I do not remember that makes sense I know you guys have movies like that so where you know you've seen it but you cannot remember it yeah I've had yes. that
1: happen I remember Coach Carter though no Channing yeah, Tatum's it
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Tristan, uh, like,
1: we got to review something. it on the show one day. Boy, <laughs> oh, you remember Channing Tatum being in Coach Carter? He was the one white boy on the team.
0: I just think, oh, yeah, he was going to be gambit. I can't help And here's the thing he
1: actually did like a fine, like, this was a serious thing. He did a fine, you know, a fine job in, in, in this role. So it's just like, man, you know, he's not a bad actor
0: look i laughed at that and i think a lot of people do think like oh yeah chenning tatum the whole magic mike stuff and he's not a serious actor i think he's pretty solid for real like for what they ask him to do i don't think he is anybody who's gonna win an oscar but at the same time it's one of those things that like yeah not everybody is but that's not a bad thing at all like, you need good actors like Channing Tatum in movies. The
2: thing, I, the thing I don't get is, like, why do people immediately go on that with, like, oh, he was in Magic Mike. He can't do
1: serious stuff. It's like, I'm sorry. Magic Mike's serious. It's like Matthew McConaughey. also happens to be sexy in it.
0: Yeah, it's like Matthew McConaughey was in that movie, and he's done mostly serious stuff. Interstellar, I think, changed the minds of everybody with Matthew McConaughey. So maybe... That I'll tell you what, it changed my mind about Matthew
1: McConaughey. I hated him. <laughs> I hated him. And then Interstellar made me a, just, a. am just, I'm.
0: See? Here's evidence. Right here. We need a movie to change everybody's minds.
1: Because my mom and my aunt, you know, all the older women in my life, we were just all, all like, oh, Matthew McConaughey. And I'm like, y'all are lame. He's lame. Like, get get this man out of my face. And I saw Interstellar. And I'm like, holy shit. This guy's got the fucking, he's got the juice. He's got the right stuff. Uh, he's great. But, speaking of the right stuff, let me talk about Space Jam because, come on and slam and welcome to the jam. You, it, you put Space Jam anywhere on this list and it's acceptable, as long as it's included. So that's all well and good. Same can be said for Superman 1978. Uh, Never seen Julie and Julia, but Amy Adams and Meryl Streep are both delightful, so by all means. And then the thing, I mean, goaded. So, as like again as long as it's on the list by all means i'm still iffy on star wars just being so low just on principle seeing as how you know not that our we're different people as you said the inner machinations of your mind are an enigma but on my list star wars was number two so just seeing it this low almost feels disrespectful it's interesting yeah uh but also coach carter good movie better than star wars i don't know about that but you know hey it's it's a good time it's it's one of those movies that's like oh the wise teacher coming in and schooling the young kids but you never see it brought up in that conversation yeah like you know one ever thinks about coach carter but it's it's a it's a good performance from Sammy Jacks you know it's a good performance from the whole cast really uh it's a it's a, it's a good movie
0: yep uh Drew go ahead with your number 40 through what is it 35 Number 40, One Cut of the Dead.
2: Number 39, The Prince of Egypt. Mm, Oh, man. (laughs) Number 38, Kill Bill, Volume 1. Number 37, The Social Network. Number 36, August Rush. And
1: number 35, Coraline. I'm sorry, not to interrupt. But as soon as you said August Rush, I thought about the end when he just looks. So I was like, oh, I have to go now. And you're like, are you just letting this children, this child run? You're an adult. Stop him! <laughs> like he's unsupervised in the streets of New York. Honestly, that is like everyday New York. I mean, yeah, but still, it's like, come on. <laughs> it's like he just escaped Robin Williams.
0: Drew, I'm gonna need some explanations here because unfortunately, the only two I could really talk about our Kill Bill Volume 1 and the social Network so I'd like some background. You've never seen the Prince of Egypt. You've I've never, never seen, seen the Prince no, of on, Egypt. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've
1: never seen The Prince of Egypt.
0: I my eyes have never <laughs> gazed upon the Prince of Egypt. You've never glanced upon your ears
1: have <laughs> never heard the majesty of the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. Oh my god. The score by the score by Han Zimmer Tons of original music, which is fantastic. The licensed song they did for the movie was by Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. Yep. Like I'm I'm not a religious man by any sort of means. But nothing has come closer to having me believe in the divine than the Prince of Egypt. I'm like, damn, maybe What a... Whatever a review. What a, what a, what a t- <laughs> like I'm a like, review. you know what? Maybe I'm into this Moses business. Cause this movie slaps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Drew I'm not sure you can one up that By the way <laughs> this is your list I, I can't he, did it. You he did it perfectly he I did. mean it's a great movie It it's is a great it's
1: movie.
2: amazing
1: Drew please start man Okay okay So
2: one cut of the dead uh, If you haven't seen this one I don't want to say anything Because it's best to go into this one blind But let me just say It's a pretty It's, a, it's an experience It's an experience uh, like, this is one of the movies I've wanted to do for the, uh, for the review show, but I didn't know when to do it, and then, like, when our Halloween stuff came out, it's like, oh, we didn't really, like, do a lot for Halloween, <laughs> so I was like, okay, save it for next year, or possibly just anytime. time, but One God of the Dead, recommend. That's all I'm gonna say on it. I wish I, I wish I could tell you more, but it's best to go in blood. The Prince of Egypt... Everything Tristan said. I can't what up that. I can't what up that at all. Uh Kill Bill Volume 1. This move this movie made me believe that you can do a live-action animated movie in some way. Because this is basically a live-action animated movie. That, like you can't you can't um tell me different. But uh, yeah Kill Bill Vol- Kill Bill Volume 1 is amazing It is like just everything action You need if you need it And it's still an interesting story Still an interesting journey It's just it's fun and awesome The social network The history of how Facebook came to be Like
0: I really Feel don't like know we need a part is- 2 <laughs> We kinda do Call it the meta network next I'm coming back for everything. Yeah, uh, but what a life we all live. What what was, a
2: life we all live. We <laughs> live a time. through the social networks.
0: <laughs> what, what a time! Like, who would have thought? Again, we are not. We kind of grew up around social media becoming a thing. So we are of the generation that knew about like life before it, during it, and now. Like, I mean, I remember what it, what
1: like. I remember when getting on the computer was like boring and lame to me.
0: Yeah. Like no, that that's actually not an uncommon belief. We we used to play outside. Ago. We used to climb trees and kids still play outside play and climb trees. They also just also yeah, do other things without
1: iPads. <laughs> what kids are just climbing trees with iPads now? <laughs> hey man, when's the last time you worked in an elementary school? I uh, never. You know, all right. Well, which one of us is which one of us has the kids these days? They're all about the iPads. I'm honestly,
2: so, I'm honestly a little worried that we're too that we get so much into the iPads that our kids won't
0: have the musculature to do much. See, it's a real fair. Won't be able to climb trees. Uh, but please continue, Drew. I just kind of interrupted you hugely. There.
2: <laughs> it's fine. Honestly, that is anytime I mention the social network and like our and like think about our history it does get me it's like wow and what if I told you
1: I haven't watched the social network all the way through
0: I can believe you no I, I get it it's a movie that I catch a lot on TV and I'll see a few minutes of it and I'm like oh alright I'm good I just know it's got
1: Brenda Song in it shout out to Brenda Song and the Prindle for our sweet, li- for our sweet life for our sweet life fans out there
2: yeah, I am new. Life. Jesus,
1: you're making me go. you me go through the uh, history, Tristan. <laughs> oh, hey man, that's what this is about.
0: Brenda Song married to Kevin McAllister himself. She is married to Kevin McAllister himself. I know, and they and have a kid, a baby together. What a power couple! Right there. What a power
1: <laughs> couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, royalty. Yeah. Okay. August
2: Rush. This one is a uh, pretty. Uh, this one's also like kind of personal and everything. This was a movie that. Uh, me and my dad bonded over, because he saw me as Evan in August Rush. Uh, Don't know if he was right, but I try to live up to that. Also, it's one of the rare movies where Robin Williams is the bad guy. Like, He's so weird in that movie.
1: I know. <laughs> He's so weird. <laughs> I say that as someone who enjoys the movie. He's just <laughs> such a fucking freak. Well,
2: he is unironically called wizard.
1: Yeah, God, he is called Wizard. I'll be honest, until just now when you said the kid's name is Evan, even though I've seen the movie, I still thought his name was August Rush. (laughs) That's how good Wizard is (laughs) at marketing. It's like, August! I was like, oh yeah, shit, his name isn't August Rush. God, what a time. (laughs) I know, right? Also, Jonathan
2: Myers is in this movie. And it's a bit crazy, like, seeing like just how he's evolved as an actor from here. It's a bit crazy. All right, and Coraline, the movie that made you think that it was just going to be a somewhat sort of 80s movie, like got some scary imagery, but it's all about like, it's just gonna be a fun time. No, no, this movie went out to scar you. This movie went out to to bring you in and make everything that you lo- that you were having fun with as a kid and come out with the most <laughs> twisted view of the world. So like
1: an 80s movie.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's uh, still different. Still different. But yeah. Uh, Coraline. I love this movie in all honesty. It's like. It's like, before, it's like when I was younger. I hated it because of what it did. And then, as a, and then when I um, got older. I was like. I'm kinda, I kind of like this movie now. It's weird. Also, the cast just does a really good job. Like Terry Hatcher as Other Mother is like an event you need to see.
0: This is Terry a Tim Back Burton movie, right? Huh? This is a Tim Burton movie, right? I think uh I don't think I'm so. I'm not thinking a wrong movie. I think it's Henry I think Selleck. The Corpse Bride. Uh yeah. Yeah, the Corpse Bride. So. This is a
2: I think this is a Henry Selleck movie, but I I got to like Look that up, and I don't want to right now,
0: uh, but I'm by 98 percent sure it's Henry Selick. Gotcha. So while I just kill the entire vibe and flow of this podcast, uh, you got anything else to add here true, and then I'll throw it
2: over to Tristan. Go watch One Cut of the Dead. It's on Amazon Prime. Don't
0: read the description. Just just go in, jump in. Tristan, I don't know about you, but I really want to talk about some Kill Bill. Uh, but I want to get all your thoughts on this segment here, so please go off, man.
1: I mean, I want to talk about Prince of Egypt. Uh,
0: From what you told me, Sarah. So
1: yeah, it's so good. Uh, One Cut of the Dead, I have no context for. Um, Social Network, like I said, haven't watched all the way through. August Rush, thought the kid's name was August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Coraline, don't think I've ever watched it. Kill Bill, haven't watched it. So
0: you know, what? which I know
1: is a surprise to many. Yeah, I know. Not a big Tarantino guy. It's on the watch list. the The first real Tarantino movie that I ever gave a shit about was Django Unchained. Uh, so Kill Bill is definitely on my my two watch list. It, it's high up there, but yeah, I have no uh, I have no attachment to Kill Bill aside from Uma Thurman is, is goaded. Man, Drew, let's talk about
0: some Kill Bill real quick because we yeah, got to talk about, some Kill, about let's
1: Kill
2: Bill. Do, let's do it.
0: This movie, like you said, it was like an animated movie in live action. And that is <laughs> something that I was like, man, he's right. <laughs> it kind of is. Like the gore that's in the movie is a bit outlandish, but it works. It's perfect, for,
2: but it's perfect for animation. It somehow made it happen.
0: I think it also makes people who don't like gore in movies. It kind of gives them that sense of ease because it's so outlandish. It's so like, what the hell's going on? There's blood everywhere, but it's not like realistic looking blood. It's very clear. It's fake. The story is just a classic revenge tale, but man, throughout the course, I'm not sure if it's part one or part two, you get a lot of the flashbacks, but uh, throughout the course of the entire story, you really understand where the bride is coming from. And man, you're just rooting for her to enact her revenge upon all the people who wronged her. I'm trying to say this as spoiler free as possible because Tristan has seen it. Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was an arbiter of culture, but uh, maybe we have to reevaluate. Yeah,
1: it. I am. And you, no, hey, you don't get to fucking. T- I gave that to myself. You don't get to take that away from me. You said, "Hey, guys. man, you said uh, you've already." No, no, no. You you've already taken my my lifeblood of of my fucking fifty two favorite movies. You don't get to take away my <laughs> title too. I'm not doing that. We're not playing this game, <laughs> slappy.
0: Oh man, Drew. Anything to my own quest kill of me.
2: vengeance. Kill Bill is awesome. Like I said, it is basically it is basically an animated movie in live action. It perfectly gets what uh it perfectly um it translates animation to live action. Has some animation in there even when you get some of the flashbacks. So, yeah. Um it's very it's a very stylized movie and it's pretty fun. I also love the tiny little jokes cuz Kill Bill was technically the first one to start like with little jokes of like oh, uh, this can happen in the middle of a fight in reality and stuff. And it's kind of cool because it's also outlandish as well. It's pretty awesome. And also you, like, even with, like, very little, um, like, I'm not going to say, like, she gets very little character development because the bride definitely does. Uh, but it's like with a, even, like, from the beginning with the character development, with some of the action scenes and stuff, you see her personality shine through what makes her awesome and unique.
0: So, yeah. And Uma Thurman is just amazing in the role. Yes, she is. There's not enough we can really say here. Everybody in the film, period, crushes it. But uh, mm-hmm. go ahead and go through your 34 through 29.
2: All right, number 34, The Lincoln Lawyer, the original movie. The one with the Matthew McConaughey. Number
1: thirty three, a goofy movie. <laughs> all right. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> Drew, I, Drew. I think you and I are starting to see eye to eye. <laughs> eye to eye, eye to
2: eye. <laughs> Number thirty two, uh, kind of a newish one, Encanto. Number thirty one, The Devil Wears Prada. Number th- I think Drew's a big Meryl Streep fan. Yes, I am. Number thirty, Red Line. And number 29, Mulan, the 1998 version, the animated version.
0: I gotta say, Drew, I really want to get your thoughts out first because I want to hear why The Devil Wears is on here. All
2: right, so starting off with The Lincoln Lawyer, uh, Matthew McConaughey kills it in this role. And it is really a movie that makes you question, are you supposed to do the right thing or are you supposed to do the legal thing? it is re- it is really really good and everyone acts their butt off marissa Tomei is in this josh lucas it, and uh william h mancy so, like some of my um favorite actors and everything not like like the favorite but some of my favorite it's like it's just a really good movie and it uh, and it definitely makes you ask what should you do and it's a good tra- drama crime movie and i'm normally not a fan of um crime movies but Lincoln Lawyer just did it somehow Now it's got a series, and it's honestly almost And the series is almost as good as the movie, honestly Does he drive a Lincoln in the series? Uh, I honestly don't think he does I think it's not till, like, the end of season 1 Where he gets the Lincoln
1: So I think, like, yeah And technically he doesn't drive it, his driver drives it I have no context for the Lincoln Lawyer I'll be real honest with you I I assumed he was called the Lincoln Lawyer Because of... I don't know, something related to Abraham Lincoln, and then they just started having him do the Lincoln commercials because Lincoln was in the name. I had, I was, I've been curious about the Lincoln lawyer mythology, the Lincoln lore, if you will. So the uh, reason he's called the Lincoln lawyer is because
2: he, he, tell, he has this thing where it's like he doesn't lie. So like the old thing where old Abe never lied and everything, mm-hmm. that's, kind of whole, that's kind of his whole thing.
1: What does that have to do with the Lincoln, though? Like the car? like he just also has a lincoln they're just really aware that hey this is a lincoln situation
0: yeah you're I mean, saying lincoln little, way right. too much lincoln lincoln, lincoln, lincoln lincoln
1: first of all all right john Wilkes booth you're not gonna police how often i could say lincoln <laughs> second of all <laughs> i just i got a lot of questions about this lawyer you know like what's it what's it all mean well it's a two-hour movie tristan
2: I think you have enough time to go watch it.
0: Here's the thing. Lincoln would really appreciate this topic we're doing today. As we all know, he really loved the theater.
1: He was a big theater guy. Some, yes. Hey, he loved it to death. He did. Dang. All right, Peter. what they've said about him. R.I.P. Lincoln. All right.
2: Next up, our Goofy movie. Oh, my God, this movie. If you know nothing about Goofy, this movie is kind of like the perfect encapsulation of Goofy. And it's still a Bob. It it's like it's just it's Goofy but it's also still a Bob. You you learn about his son and because this was the first time I knew that Goofy
1: had a son when I first watched this movie. I feel like this might have been the introduction of his son. I, I think, think he had it mistaken. in the original animated
2: stuff he was in as well. Mm. But um but yeah, it's amazing. Also, Tevin Campbell as Powerline. <laughs> never Oh boy. Never has a fictional artist transcended to feel like a real one than Powerline. Oh my god. You can still find Powerline shirts to this day. That's how good the music was. Music goes hard. Yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's great it's crazy. But also, this is one of the few few um things with Goofy where you see him like mad. Like holy crap, you see Goofy actually like mad and depressed and struggling for a relationship with his son. I know. It's like just Max, can't you tell he just wants to have, have a nice trip with you? Hug your dad. Uh this is what, and it's also one of the few kids movies where I was a kid and I still sided with the adults. It's like, he just wants you to love him, Max. Uh, but yeah, goofy movie. It's great. Encanto. It's a really, really good movie. It is, it's one of the Disney movies I feel like you could see it being in the Disney Renaissance in a 2D animated form and it's really good. The music also slaps super hard. Like you you can't get most of it out of your head. And the characters are all very well defined. Nobody feels like that they've been snipped for the movie. It's really good. Dolores is my favorite and she will and she should be everyone's favorite, but you know, I can't control people's minds yet. For The Devil Wears Prada, the one you've been
0: waiting for Taylor I need the explanation.
2: Okay, for one thing, *The Devil Wears Prada* is actually a really good movie. Like, I was I was very young when I first watched this movie, and I was not one of those kids who could sit down and watch a movie about some about some woman getting into fashion. And yet, the conflict between Andy and Miranda Priestly, aka Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep, respectively, is just Super interesting, even to young Drew. Now, admittedly, Meryl Streep does make this very easy for me to watch because she can act her way out of a paper bag and then some. But it's also like, this movie is just very interesting for seeing how a person can change in the environment they're in if they're trying to like fit in and be someone that they're not. And just who they can become as they go along with it. Plus. This is one of those movies where you can feel the cutthroat industry that you're in and not make it feel like oh it's the entire industry that does this that um that made this possible. It's not just this one person. It's like nope, nope, we still put all the par- we still put all the blame uh, like most of the blame on Miranda Pri- Priestly and she has done her share. She is not a good person at all. But it's like you still see like how Andy could become that way. It's just a very interesting movie. It's like you go in it and you see, like, the character flaws of everyone, how they overcome them, but also what they're turning into.
1: It's a good movie. It's just a really good movie. Okay, Red Line. might have sold me on uh, Devil Wars Prada. <laughs> I,
2: I, I hope I did. Okay, Red Line. This is another anime movie, and it is the epitome of style with a bit of substance. When I, say that Red, when I say that Red Line is a really, really good movie, I mean it's a really, really good movie. Interesting thing about it, it actually debuted for, a private, for I think, a private screening in 2009, yet didn't become fully released to the public until 2012. I'm not sure why. I still haven't figured that out. But it is a really good. is a really good movie. It is basically a racing movie. If you know Speed Racer, it is the anime. It is a anime version of Speed Racer, and Speed Racer originally started out as basically an old school anime. I was going to say, wouldn't that just be Speed Racer? <laughs> now there's a, there's a few differences and everything. Also, the main character Johnny. He has the biggest pompadour, if you know what that is. He has the biggest pompadour I've ever seen in anime. Okay, and uh, Mulan, 1998 animated version, not the live-action one. This one is just a really good movie. It is ha- It has really good music. It is really amazing. And I was sorely, heavily broken by the live-action one. But the thing with Mulan is that you see someone who is just very out of her depth. She has no idea how to act like a military person at all, and she has to not only um not only is she a woman trying to make herself look like a guy so that way she can protect her father and keep honor in the family, but she is also doing her she's also doing her best to actually fight for her country and do what she and do what she needs to do to protect all of China. Then you see, then you see her at at the end. She embraces both sides of her—the kick-ass warrior and some of her masculine traits—but also the tools of her femininity that she once struggled with are now something that she can handle. And she defeats the ultimate Hun with it. It's amazing. Also, Eddie Murphy as a talking dragon. Like I get, like I get it. It's not entirely Chinese culture-wise, but he makes that movie so good. <laughs> And again, music bops. Reflection is amazing. And of course, I'll make a man out of you. The girl we're fighting for. There's it's like it doesn't have a lot of music. It's actually very low on Disney musicals for music, but it's still amazing.
1: Also, Drew, I, I think I I can give give you an extra bump on this, because I'm sure you'll agree. One of the best worlds in Kingdom Hearts. Yes it is! Oh
0: yes. Love this place in Kingdom Hearts. So there you go. Thinking about it, Eddie Murphy really had a really good run voicing animals in animation. I know, right? He, he was did. the dragon. He's got, a, he he the still got such a dynamic voice. I hope Shrek's on this list. That's all I'm going to say. One of the Shreks. Uh, but, um, anyways, uh, unfortunately, Donkey.
1: unfortunately, he is not.
2: Like I like I like Shrek. It just like like I like like I like Shrek a lot. I do. He just didn't make the fifty two.
0: But <laughs> getting to I guess my reaction here. Devil wears Prada. Like I know I was making the bit earlier, but you cannot tell me the movie did not have an impact on the industry. Like there are so many movies and shows that have made jokes or references or paid homage to that movie. Like you said, Meryl Streep is always a plus. That is the case here. Um, Tristan, thoughts? Uh,
1: well, clearly, I don't have many thoughts on the Lincoln Lawyer based on all the questions I was asking about it. Um, but a goofy movie. I mean, what a the soundtrack alone. You know, like Power Line is just nothing but bops galore, and we gotta we gotta put respect on that. Uh, also just a good heartfelt movie. Um, Encanto, also, Bob's Galore, good and heartfelt. Devil Devil Wears Prada, haven't seen it, but you know, Meryl Streep and Annie Haths, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk shit on Meryl Streep and and Annie Haths, or Stanley Tucci, not the Mm Tucci. Redline, I don't know what that is. Mulan, I mean, it's it's one of the best movies of the Disney Renaissance era and also one of the best worlds in Kingdom Hearts. And shout out to Ming-Na Wen and uh, B.D. Wong. Just great performances in, in their roles. And even just as early as or as recent as last week, I was singing Be a Man to myself. So clearly, you know, this this movie has had some staying power in the eyes of pop culture and just society at large.
0: All right, we're kind of getting serious now. We're getting to four at a time. We're getting to your top 25, Drew. Give us numbers 28 through 25. All right.
2: Number, tw- number 28, Doctor Strange, the 2007 animated movie. Number 27, Rocky 2. Number 26, Beauty and the Beast. And number 25, The Cat Returns. I want to make sure I got that last one right. You said The Cat
0: Returns.
2: The Cat Returns. It is another anime movie.
0: Okay, so you've been going from Let's go in reverse here. I need the explanation on The Cat Returns first. Okay. So
1: Where'd the cat go? <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. go? okay. I also had so... that listen. That's a great question. Okay,
2: so The Cat Returns is a movie by Studio Ghibli. And it is about a high school student named Haru who rescues a cat that was about to be run over by a truck and uh finds out the secret world of intelligent mystical cats and the cat she saved was a prince named Loon. So the cat and uh, she is basically forced, about to be forced to marry him. <laughs> uh... The Cat Returns is basically about a special cat that um is a bit different from the other cats. I don't want to spoil it, but he basically but basically Haru has to ask for his help in order to get back to her world because she's in the mystical world of cats um uh, when she's for when she's like pushed to marry him and everything. And basically she has to like do some she has to do some growing up and has to rely on this cat in order to help her and get back to her world. It's a whole thing. It is a fantasy adventure, basically. <laughs> and I am not I am not selling it very well, I know. <laughs> but this is a really good movie. And if you want to go with the English cast, Tim Curry is the cat that returns. And he does a fantastic job. Anne Hathaway is also in this movie as the high school student Haru. I think they changed the name in the English dub, but I watched it sub, so I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure because it's been a while since I watched the dub version. But yeah, it's a re- it's a really good movie. It is a little bit crazy, it is a little bit crazy, I will admit, but it is a really good movie, especially for a kid growing up who wants to believe in magic and all that awesome stuff. But uh, Studio Ghibli movies but, are but, really
1: but, good but, movies. But did the cat come back, though? Did he actually Yes, Yes, the
2: cat, the cat that returns, he came
1: back. He came Not, back. That, no spoilers, spoilers. but I, just, I need to know.
2: Yes, like, that, that's the whole thing. Whenever he is needed, the cat returns. Oh, thank God. Yeah, okay. Beauty and the Beast. My favorite animated Disney movie. I need to specify that. My favorite animated Disney movie. I this one is pure nostalgia. It is the first movie I ever remember seeing in theaters. I also remember being very disappointed when the beast returned to human because I thought the beast form looked cooler. <laughs> uh, but this, but as I've grown up, this movie actually does hit differently. It's a nice romance movie. It is really it is really good voice acting and music, and the HD remasters actually do it pretty well and with justice. And I do have, and I'm just going to put this one down there. It is the first animated movie to win an Academy Award. So that was honestly pretty cool. Rocky II. We have entire episodes talking about the Rocky franchise. I am just going to leave Rocky II with, it is my favorite of the Rocky franchise, even above Rocky IV, which also almost made the list like Shrek did, but just didn't make the 52. And finally, Doctor Strange 2007. If you liked the Doctor Strange live action Doctor Strange, the 2007 animated movie, I think does most everything it does better, in my opinion. Like it really is, it really is really good. It tackles Doctor Strange's uh, Doctor Strange's uh, flaws just as well as the as the live action movie did, but it does it way better. And I could tell, like they took a lot of inspiration for what happened with the live action one from the animated one so if you enjoyed the live action one you will really enjoy the animated one the animated
1: one slaps yeah it does that, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that one it slaps
0: Tristan I got a question for you mm-hmm. how many franchises and by franchises I mean multiple movies of the same franchise did you have on your list uh Let me look.
1: I have it right here. Okay. It's never too far away from me because I have the letterbox. Now, my list has changed a bit. Uh, Let me see.
0: While you tally that up, the whole reason I bring this up is because I do find it interesting that, Drew, it did seem like you went into making your list with the intent of, hey, you know what? This is my favorite of the franchise. This is making the list. The other, whatever it is, love it but i can't put it on that list and i do find that very intriguing
1: question for how we're considering this if it are we if it's just two sequels are we going to count it as a whole franchise cuz like i have both blade runner movies but are we going to be like I the would whole count blade that. runner franchise when it's, if it's just it's got a sequel you know, two count movies it. okay all right then continue yeah uh
2: technically no because i it's just like how i um Put down the movies because I wouldn't have put the two yeah. Transformers movies at the beginning if I did. Oh yep, uh,
0: dude, I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, it's just mo- it, it's just more of what I personally have enjoyed or find interesting. Putting a yeah. number on it was also very hard for me because some of these stuff, it's just like I really li- I just really like them, and I just wanted to put them on. I just wanted to. Uh, watch them again there's a lot of stuff that I really did want to uh put down on the list but again not a lot of room
0: so since we're on the subject I just got one more question then we'll get into these four what was the movie you really wanted to put on here but it just did not make the cut oh my god so you know how we
2: were
1: talking about Shrek 22. Yeah. Shrek 2 Tell oh man you need a hero
2: i need a hero it's a great rhyme, i'm holding bro when she heroes. when
1: the fucking fairy godmother goes hit it you're like oh it's about to pop off oh yeah. it did i was watching that clip off. i was watching that clip like the other day on youtube because that shit just goes hard yeah. it does
0: that's fair so how many did you have tristan
1: uh well 22 separate franchises um but not every movie on the list is part of a franchise although i feel weird
2: shared uh, universe but also still like their own sequel franchise thing does
1: that count
0: Mm.
1: and it's like should lion king count as a franchise because i wasn't talking about lion king no one ever thinks about the lion king franchise but technically it's got you know spinoff movies and show like but it's just like it's It's a loaded
0: question yeah it's a loaded question but i would just say generally like, would you say you had a few franchises there? Oh, I'm just I, had, yeah, no, I had multiple. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was mainly like, you know, the DC. Well, here's also the thing Are we counting the Tim Burton Batmans as a different franchise than like Man of Steel? Like, just DC or? That's I said it's a literal
0: question. Yeah, but, it's uh, very right. question. Because
1: in that case, then it's just DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. And then you've got the big sci fi things like Matrix, you know, Back yeah. to the Future, that sort of shit.
0: Yeah, not not like putting down any of our my list, future list, your list, or uh, Tristan's list, or, but I do find it interesting. I think that's something we all need to just keep our mind on. For I think it's an interesting thing. Whenever I get mine done, and we can have a conversation about it afterwards. But uh, you already gave your yeah, you gave your explanations out, Tristan. You want to start off? Uh, well, I'm glad the cat returns. First of all. <laughs> um, hey beauty we all beast, know tristan needs the resolution
1: i need the resolution i will not function without it beauty and the beast lovely movie just beautiful time soundtrack banger also one of the best kingdom hearts worlds the beast one of the best kingdom hearts allies i'm just yeah know that far you know he was there for sora in kingdom hearts one when dawn and goofy seemingly flopped the, um, the fake friends oh my goodness but you know goofy came back Goofy Goofy came back immediately. And then Donald was peer pressured. Yeah, Donald was peer pressured, but we won't hold it against him because he earns his worth uh, later in the franchise. Rocky too. I mean, it's goaded. The Rocky franchise in general goaded we did the whole you know we, we did a whole bunch of rocky movies last year uh, leading up to creed like we love rocky with, this, with i got a rocky poster you know above my, framed above my bed we're big we're big rocky guys here you know, Adrian! <laughs> Adrian! and then you know apollo creed is just the master of disaster and what a performance uh everyone gives in in rocky 2 and then doctor strange uh 2007 real good movie like, honestly, if they had just adapted this as the live-action Doctor Strange, it would still be pretty high up on my MCU rankings. Like, it's just a, it's a, it's a really good way to, it, it does a really good job of humanizing Doctor Strange in a way that you wouldn't necessarily expect in an animated movie. Um, But yeah, no, and it's just got also really cool, interesting visuals, and uh, yeah, it's just some, it's, it's some good shit. Also, a bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like especially for a child you're like mm, like i was 10 watching this i'm like this is like I, it's not scary like you're you know cowering under the bed you're like this is unsettling like as a as a 10 year old i'm like i can register that this is kind of dark and really weird
2: yeah really re- the movie does not shy away from mentioning and showing death to a child so and in multiple different forms
0: just to talk about rocky 2 for a moment here man what a movie There ain't gonna be no rematch. That was a lie. Because there was a rematch. And it was one hell of a clash. And man, what just... To imagine the Rocky franchise to go from, like, yeah, got a sequel, to what it is now. Is absolutely insane. And I feel like, yeah, you can go with the Mr. T Rocky 3 and Ivan Drago with Rocky 4. But to me, it all starts here. Rocky was a huge hit. It saved Sylvester Stallone's career. It really put him on the map. And then we get Rocky 2, and it really just, we're off to the races with a brand new franchise that is going to make boatloads of money and be historically impactful to the movie industry. Uh, But, Drew, go ahead with your 24 through 21. So, number 24 is Superman Doomsday.
2: Number 23 is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Number 22 is Mean Girls. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it is. And 21 is Kill Bill Volume 2.
0: True, feel free to go into your explanations.
2: All right, so there have been uh, two. I'm pretty sure just two. Two adaptations of The Death of Superman. And I like the DC New 52. Animated one, I think that's what we call it. Yeah, the DC New Fifty Two Animated Verse.
1: Well, I th- I think they were calling it the DC Animated Universe. Time either way, it was oh, the DC, right DC Animated Universe.
2: DC Animated Universe will always be where the Superman animated series, Batman, Justice League, all that stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. Or maybe it was the DC Animated Movie Universe. I think it was the DC Animated Movie Universe. It, okay, they call it can- like the DCA or whatever. Okay, I can
2: accept that. But this animated. one is. This one is the one I like more, just because I feel like it tackles the death of Superman. It tackles his rebirth pretty well. I know we don't get the other um, Superman, but we still get a fake Superman going around and an interesting fight between Clark and uh, what I like to call Dark Clark. Is <laughs> a I I really like the Superman Doomsday over the other one. I just feel like this one had more. This one you can feel like oh it's the traditional Superman trying to come back and trying to do the do the right thing, even if like some guy has a space, he's not gonna let like just badness happen in Metropolis. It's it's a really good movie. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Mm. 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 Spider Man into the Spider Verse is a really good way of introducing Miles Morales to the major public, and it does a good job of not only ripping on the fact that we've done multiple Spider Man movies. But also the fact that Miles will have his own unique story and life. It is a really good movie. Everyone is a 10 out of 10 in the department of it. My, it's Even uh, Peter Porker, which I thought I wouldn't like when I saw him in the commercials for the movie, was super happy, though, that he was pretty good, pretty good in the movie. I really do love this movie. There's a, there's a lot more I want to say, but I think I'll save that for a review if we ever do it. Mean Girls. I, I I don't know what to say to anyone who hasn't seen Mean Girls. It is a phenomenon. It is a culture. And on Wednesdays, we even wear pink. It's really good. Lindsay Lohan, Tina Fey, Rachel McAdams. Oh, my God. Jonathan Bennett. There is, there's just so many good actors here who I could name off. And Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan, to to yes! Oh my god, this movie is just really good. It's honestly... It's it's weird, because I can't say it was the thing that started the tropes, because it didn't. It just more of brought them into what was then the modern day, and made it very interesting to watch. It's a really
0: that good. It was clever.
2: Movie. It was clever, yeah, it's very clever. And even to this day, because... Ironically, every year on its um, anniversary for its um, theater theatrical release, a lot of theaters will have this playing, and I didn't know that until college when uh, a mutual friend of me and Tristan's mentioned it, and we went to see the movie together. It was it was crazy. Damn good movie. Damn good movie. Damn good movie. And finally, Kill Bill Volume Two, the sequel to Kill Bill. I don't. I I was about to say something, but it's a spoiler, so need to rethink my thoughts here on what to say for Kill Bill Volume Two. Uh, it's basically like does everything Kill Bill Volume One does, but does it better. It has really, it, it I think it does have better
0: fight scenes than Volume One. I think there's less fight scenes and more exposition, but it's also very necessary if I remember right. Both movies kind of yeah. blend together. Like I know where the second one begins and ends, and I know where the first one begins and ends, but I, the order of events kind of uh, eludes me here. But I feel like the second one's a little more exposition, but it's very necessary.
2: It's very necessary, but it also like it still does some of that exposition really well. Like when you finally see Bill and like get to like get him talking and everything, it's like his exposition is just really interesting. David K- Carradine, or is it Caradine? I can't remember. Um, but he does, he he makes you hang off of his every word. Even if you really, even if you super disagree with him, it's like he makes you hang off his every word. I, uh, yeah. But I think everything I've said about Kill Bill Volume 1 kind of translates to Kill Bill Volume 2.
0: Yeah, but you're 100% right, Drew. Like, there's not a whole lot you can really add because it is a lot of what we were talking about with Kill Bill Volume 1, with Volume mm-hmm. 2 here, and it's more just spoiler territory that we really don't want to get into, but it's Michael Madsen really crushes it. Uh, didn't mention the first one, but Lucy Liu absolutely crushes it, especially at the very end. And uh, part two here, David Carradine, does a spectacular job as Bill, and as we said earlier, Uma Thurman carries this movie on her back. And it's not like, oh, it's because people, like, she has to because she's on screen for the majority of the damn time. So
2: It is her movie, basically.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it's not any fault of the actors or Tarantino's writing or anything in between. It's just when they were making this movie they went like all right we gotta get somebody who can carry it because she's gonna be in every single scene Uma thurman is that person to ask to do that because she is just amazing um she's one of the goat act- actors yeah mean girls classic not much you can say there uh into the spider verse i think that is going to become a classic Really do. I kind of want to save my thoughts because we have done a retrospective on Into the Spider Verse before, but maybe down the line we'll go back through it. I think that was years ago we did that. Uh, but man, what a was great! Was I a game. part of that? I, I don't do remember not doing it. Believe you were. Did we
1: not do it right before across the Spider Verse?
0: Hmm. Can't remember when. We, I think we did it for No Way, No Way Home. Oh. We did the all the Spider Man. sounds familiar. Yeah, I think we did all the Spider-Man movies uh, before No Way Home. But, yeah, I think you said it brought Miles into the mainstream, and we look at where the character is now, and, man, I feel like there's a lot attributed to this movie for the success of Miles right now, and it's very well-deserved because I really love to... Like, I've seen some talk about, like, oh, yeah, should Miles get his own name? Like, no, he's Spider-Man. Like, that's the entire freaking point. Like, (laughs) he is Spider-Man, like Peter's Spider-Man. And I attribute it kind of like the Green Lanterns. And Tristan, you might agree with this, since you're a huge Green Mm -hmm. Lantern fan. It doesn't take anything away from Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart, but they are both Green Lanterns.
1: They're both Green Lanterns, yeah. They're both spider man Anyone
0: can wear the mask. Yeah. And, oh man, that scene with Stan Lee. (laughs) God, it hits. But Superman Doomsday, sadly, I can't say much about. I sadly, I actually don't think I've seen it, uh, but Tristan, what do you got to say? Uh, Superman Doomsday,
1: real good movie, although I will say I do prefer the uh, the death of Superman from the DC animated movie universe, even though I didn't love uh, everything in that animated universe. Like, I cry watching that movie. For some reason, it, it gets me, even though I know what's going to happen, always knew what was going to happen.
0: To be fair to that universe, did kind of feel like they were trying, like they realized, oh, the Justice League War, people really weren't in love with those versions of Wonder Woman and Superman. No. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, they started off a little too early with
1: the uh, Dark Side.
0: Yeah. same. So I don't want to get into. That's I mean, it chemistry. it had
1: all the same problems of the new 52, so we don't we yeah. don't have to get into that. But either way, Superman Doomsday, it was still like I, I had the DVD as a child. I was watching it constantly. Like it's it's still a damn good Superman story. Um, Spider Man into into the, the Spider Verse. I mean, everything that you all said. It's it's a fantastic movie. It's on my list of, of favorite movies. It's probably is it my do i have it higher than no way home i'd have to check my list but i it may be just my favorite marvel movie of all time uh, i still like it more than across the spider-verse as we discussed just because you know it has an actual resolution and yeah. we know how i feel about lack of resolution now when the third beyond the spider-verse comes out and it enhances the story of across then maybe things will change but until then it is where it is um as for mean girls though love mean girls got it on blu-ray solid movie. It's great. And then I got nothing to say about Killable Volume 2. I'll watch it eventually.
0: Just one last thing about Into the Spider-Verse. I think this is also a franchise that doesn't really work in live action. And that doesn't take anything away from the movie. It just goes to show, like, the, like, regardless of quality, some things just work better in certain mediums. And yeah. I think for what they were going for with to the Spider-Verse it just, it wouldn't have hit in live action the way it did in animation
2: The animation definitely helps make the movie more its own thing like it feels like its own thing It literally felt so much like that that a bunch of movies started copying it
0: Yeah <laughs> Including uh, something that may or may not be on your list We'll see uh, that is part of the Shrek franchise, but we'll get there, maybe. Wow, Taylor. Wait a wait. Wow, Taylor, really? I, I'm just, I'm possibly teasing something that may or may not be on your list. I feel pretty confident at it being on your list.
2: Okay, 20 through 17, let's go. Number 20, Cowboy Bebop Knocking on Heaven's Door. Number 19, Batman Under the Red Hood. Number 18, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Number 17, Kung Fu Panda
0: 2. Well, I know one movie I want to talk about. (laughs) Drew, hurry up and get through your explanations. Okay, Cowboy Bebop, Knocking on
2: Heaven's Door. Alright, for anyone who just isn't into anime or just hasn't like tried it cowboy bebop is probably one of the series that you should try not the terrible god-awful netflix why do you keep trying to adapt anime into live action adaptation that happened no no, no 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 i mean the actual cowboy bebop animated series from japan The one that Netflix tried to use the ratings for in order to hide how bad Cowboy Bebop, the Netflix series, had. Yes, that was a whole thing. But Knocking on Heaven's Door is a, I guess you could say it's a conclusion to the series, but also like at the same point and at the same time an entry point. Like Cowboy Bebop is a very short series. It is like literally ten episodes, uh, but. Knocking on Heaven's Door was basically, like, the end for Cowboy Bebop. It had the... It was, like, the ending that it needed. That's the best way I can put it. But basically, but basically uh, it goes... It follows an intergalactic bounty hunters who all have a unique story to tell on their own. That is the best way I can put it without spoiling it. Uh, What else can I say? What else can I say? What else can I say? Okay, so basically, uh, Tristan... If you, you do like Blade you like Blade Runner, right? I do love Blade Runner. So this so this has some themes of Blade Runner in it. Not entirely, but it has some themes in it. It also like inspired a few things, like apparently Futurama was inspired by the manga for Cowboy Bebop. Interesting. So, yeah, so it's got it's got a few things in there. It is really good. Also, the opening theme slaps. And they do a remix version for the movie. That's the best I can do without spoiling things. Because it really, if I go into details, I have to start talking about the series. And ironically, you can watch the movie without watching the series. But a lot of stuff also hits more if you know the series. I've never wanted to talk about a movie but not but can't talk about it more than this. Uh, okay. <laughs> Batman, Under the Red Hood. Me and Taylor did a um, episode on this, I really wanted Tristan's idea on it too, but I kind of could guess most of it. Anyway, Batman Under the Red Hood. It is one of the greatest Batman movies of all time. Yes. And if you and uh, if you guys really need to get, if you guys need to get into anything Batman related, this is a good entry point. It shows you one of Batman's greatest failures, while also show, while also showing you why he is such a great hero as well it shows you his relationship with the joker even though that constantly gets in flux it still shows you a great relationship with the joker and and one of my favorites it has a special reveal that is probably not a surprise anymore to most people but it has a special reveal of a certain character that really just makes oh you can spoil that
0: that's not even a spoiler anymore like, okay. We it are, it are brought
2: back nice. J- it brought back Jason Todd like it did in like it did in the uh, comic books and it was a really big emotional moment, especially for comic book fans and everything, and it brought that to the silver screen perfectly.
0: TV
1: is the silver screen, right? I think movies, I mean, are the silver screen. Then what's TV? The bronze screen? I don't know. That's a good hey, question. We never, I know it's not We never claim
0: to be experts. Okay, we are three idiots talking about movies and TV shows. Nice hey, yeah. for yourself. I'm yeah. a genius.
1: <laughs> I'm the arbiter of culture here. You know, you can't be going around <laughs> calling the arbiter of culture an idiot. What, what will the people think? We will talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Again, another one we did an episode on. I really like how it wraps up a lot of the Guardian stories, and, uh, you know what? This one I'm gonna go into spoiler territory just because. But oh my god, just all the stuff that it does to wrap up the Guardian stories. Peter Quill with his family issues, Mantis needing to go on her own, Gamora and Peter's relationship, Drax and his final and his final evolution. It and rocket oh, rocket uh this movie is great this movie is great and it really is a good ending for a lot of the characters for this found family of a bunch of assholes i really lo- i really love guardians volume 3 like i i i don't really feel like i need any more than that it's a great movie kung fu panda 2 okay so i have to little set the scene here a little when I watched Kung Fu Panda and Kung Fu Panda 2, I wasn't around people who liked it. So I thought it like wasn't a huge success at everything. Then online, I'm hearing everyone talk of Kung Fu Panda, and I'm like, I've been heard. I've been heard. They see the brilliance. They're amazing movies. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 2, though, I think goes above and beyond even the original Kung Fu Panda. because Kung Fu Panda 1 was, again, one of the ones that could have made the 52, but just didn't make it. Kung Fu Panda 2, though, is excellent story is excellent storytelling. It is an excellent journey for a character. I think Kung Fu Panda 2 is one of the best sequels you can ever have as a sequel to another movie. It's really good. And even though I'm scared for Kung Fu Panda 4, because it felt like Kung Fu Panda 3 was a great ending, I'm excited for it as well, though. Kung Fu Panda 2, amazing. The journey of Poe, the Dragon Warrior is awesome and I hope many more people get to know it
0: skadoosh Tristan thoughts
1: I got nothing for cowboy bebop knocking on heaven's door aside from the anime has been on my watch list for a minute Batman under the red hood is goaded like that I mean yeah it's goaded there's there's no it's one of the best as Drew said one of the best Batman movies out there definitely one of the best animated Batman movies and the whole voice cast is also stellar. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, fantastic. One of my favorite MCU movies. Uh, great end cap to probably the most consistent trilogy, I would argue, in the MCU. And Kung Fu Panda 2 fucking slaps, bro. At the end, when he's catching the fucking, like, cannonballs, I'm like, bro, this is cinema. Oh, Hans yeah. Zimmer on the score, too? Like, come on,
0: man. Kung Fu Panda rips. So, when it comes to what you got here... Got to start with Batman Under the Red Hood. I know I said there's one movie that I really want to talk about. I lied. It was two movies. Batman Under the Red Hood. There's nothing you guys can, I can really add to what you guys have already said. This is a goaded DC movie, period. This is honestly just, spoilers already. I think this is a goaded movie, period. Just You take out the superhero aspect. It's just interesting. If you take out the stuff about, oh yeah, they're all in their superhero outfits and it's Batman, you have this character who is trying to bring criminals to justice, but he has a code. But he also has this son figure who he thought died, comes back, and he is now crossing that line. That is a very compelling concept to me. And I remember, the only thing I'm going to say about this and. Because we do, as Drew mentioned, we do have a retrospective on Batman, the Under the Red Hood. Please go check that out. It's a spectacular episode. But I remember watching this movie for the first time. I was supposed to be babysitting my nephews. And I was just like, let's throw this on. It's Batman. They'll like it. And I found myself, like, they just went to go play video games and shit. I found myself just watching this movie by myself. Being like, this is amazing. I never knew that this Red Hood guy existed. Who is Jason Todd? He's like the coolest character ever. And man, he really is. He is as edgy as they come, but he is awesome nonetheless. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, see, I felt... I know you guys really enjoy the Guardians franchise, but I've always felt like I was the one who really love this franchise. I consider it to be probably my favorite of all time. And this is definitely, like, probably at the top of the list for me. This movie is emotional. It's funny. Its cast brings out... This is probably the best the entire cast is throughout the entire franchise. Everybody puts out... Yeah. Everybody puts out their best performance. The only person I would say possibly doesn't is Zoe it, but she does a great job. And the only reason I would say that is because I feel like what she did in Avengers Infinity War and Guardians Volume 2 possibly outshined that. But everybody else, Bradley Cooper and uh, Chris Pratt in particular, fuck, man, they brought it. It's just an amazing movie top to bottom. And sadly, I cannot say anything about Kung Fu Panda. That is a movie franchise that I guarantee is on the list, though, for us to do retrospectives on in the future. Yes! Drew, go ahead with 16 through 13. Number 16,
2: The Holiday. Number 15, Spirited Away. Number 14, Logan. Number 13, Iron Man.
0: Uh... 15 was spirited away, right? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and go into your explanations.
2: So, the holiday. Like I've talked about movies that I've connected with my family on. This one is one that me and my mom connect on. It is our Christmas tradition, because it is a Christmas movie. And we watch it every year. Uh but yeah, it's a really good movie. If you just want some nice Christmas watching and one something a little different from the normal christmas feel this one's pretty good it's got kate winslet cameron diaz jude law and jack black it's really good spirited away is another anime movie and is it the last one i think it's the last one on the list uh but yeah it's another studio ghibli movie and this one this one was actually known to the mainstream for a while came out in 2001 it came on, on Cartoon Network as well it, Cartoon Network actually got up too fast Cartoon Network actually had a tradition of putting this on their channel for a while uh it is about a girl named uh Hayao Mizura uh Miyazaki no 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 Hiyo Miyazaki is the director dang uh
1: Chi she- <laughs> interstellar is about this
2: astronaut named christopher nolan i know that's the thing that hit me uh it's about chihiro that's her name chihiro um and her parents accidentally stumble into an abandoned amusement park what they don't know is that they stumbled into the land of the spirits and the parents accidentally disrespect the spirits and get turned into pigs Chihiro then has to make a deal with a witch, so and, and do some and do some uh spoilery stuff in order to find a way of getting her parents back. That is all I am going to say on the spoilery stuff. But it is a really, really good movie. If you, and again, this is one of those ones that's like, if you don't like anime, this will get you into it. Like this is like one of the one of the movies that people will say is the gateway. And also, it may make you addicted to Hayao Miyazaki's uh, movies, because it certainly did to me. It is really good. And it also is one of the few remaining movies that is done with hand-drawn animation back when it was transferring over to digital. And Hayao Miyazaki has kept that tradition, and I think he is on his last movie, so that tradition might go away with him. But it's a really good movie. I highly recommend if you haven't seen it, please just give it a watch. Logan, the uh, former last hurrah of huge Ackman. And what a
0: huge jacked man he is. What a huge liar he is as well. <laughs> well, that's unfair, but the joke uh, was That's there. unfair. He meant it at the time. <laughs> but I know, uh, he meant it at the time, but still, it was there.
2: Yeah, Logan is a great send off to a great hero. Uh, I have a feeling that technically it is going to be a send off for that universe's Wolverine and is not going to be the Wolverine of the X Men universe fully. Kind of like how in um, No Way Home, technically we are not dealing with the actual characters from the original Spider Man movie. Toby McGuire Spider-Man movies and the um thing I just has named Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies but they are from parallel universes that have near identical universes I have a feeling that they're going to do the same thing <laughs> I might be wrong but I have a feeling they're going to do the same thing but Logan is a really good movie of just a of just a desperate Logan realizing that he has missed out on a, some of the essentials of life and is just doing his best, and from doing his best, he realizes what he's missed out on, and becomes a father figure to another character. It is really, really good. And then Iron Man. I don't even know if I need to explain myself. This is the start of the great MCU. This is Robert Downey Jr.'s redemption story in a bottle. It is the story that made Iron Man mainstream. It made superhero movies. Respected,
0: Mm,
1: I mean, it came out like (laughs) the same year as The Dark Knight, so I don't know if I'd say this is the one that made him respected.
2: Yeah, I don't count The Dark Knight as a superhero movie, so but yeah, I know it technically is because Batman, but at the same time. Uh, I mean, I don't,
1: I don't really. I count it more as a Christopher Nolan movie as well. But to the general audience, when you're talking about, oh, but like the Dark Knight's the best super movie of all time. I guess you're right, but yeah, Iron Man. Iron Man is one of the goaded
2: movies. It's really, it's really one of those movies that I feel like you could sh- you could show at any time period, and it you can get something out of it. And Robert Downey Jr. just does a great job. Again, this was the start of the MCU. It's a really good it's really good and I really enjoy it. But yeah, those are mine. Uh so what do you guys think?
0: Yeah, Iron Man's one of the best MC movies. I think it's one of the best superhero movies. I think it's a pretty damn good movie on its own. Um Logan, same exact thing. <laughs> uh, I do know people who don't care for it simply because it's weird for them to be like, oh yeah, we're in this PG-13 universe, and then they get, it was rated R, and all of a sudden now they can say fuck. And it seemed like they went overboard with it. So I get it if you're just like, yeah, it seems like they just now we're just going to say fuck in every sentence, and it's weird. But at the same time, I can look past that and be like, man, with the story they're trying to tell, the character development of Logan with Xavier as well, and man, what just a... Dark ending for him, really, and the story he had throughout the movie. It's so... Enjoyable isn't the right word, but compelling, I think, is the right one here. It's a compelling movie throughout, and the ending just leaves you in tears. Kristen, what do you got to say?
1: Uh, Never seen The Holiday, but... The Cassie list, I'm like, you know what? Pretty solid. Spirited Away, also was going to show, I guess. Never watched it. Never watched it. Saw all the commercials for it on Cartoon Network. And as a child. And every time I saw it, I'm like, well, I know what I won't be watching at 8 p.m. this Friday night. Because I don't care about anime, he said, as a small child. Uh, But Logan, I mean, also very high on my favorite movies list. And Iron Man is also on the list. So I approve of these choices, personally. I'd put Logan above Iron Man. But, you know. To each their own. Uh, it's so close as are, well. It, it's yeah. You they're, can kind of understand. Like, it, it's understandable that they're they're right next to one another. I get it. I approve. Uh, but I still would just put Logan above. <laughs>
2: understandable.
0: Drew, go with twelve through nine.
2: Okay, number twelve, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Number eleven, you were right, Taylor. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Number Ten, karate Kid, the original nineteen eighty four version. and number Nine, Mr. Miyagi. And number Nine whiplash. Go ahead and go with your explanations. All right, Captain America, the winter soldier it's a it's a really good. This shows you what makes Captain America so great it I honestly think it's the perfect all arounder Captain America anything. Because it really does show you every part of Cap's personality. His willingness to go to the end of the line for his friends. His um, his indomitable will towards his values. And just what makes Cap one of the greatest Avengers of all time. Even though he cannot, like, bench press a mountain like Thor. For Puss in Boots The Last Wish, we have an entire episode of this. And I got Taylor on it. And I know he loves this movie too. But... This movie is so awesome. Puss was one of my favorite characters in Shrek. I honestly think he might be the favorite character in Shrek, besides Shrek himself. Uh, yeah, it's, re- it's really good. It has some pretty dark themes, but themes that I think children should be introduced to, so that way they can help overcome it. Uh, Karate Kid, 1984. This is one of the goaded movies. Like... Mr. Miyagi's lessons still are ingrained to me to this day, and, like, it's been tried to be recreated multiple times. I don't think you can top it. It does have a great spinoff show. It has a goaded spinoff show. Yeah, it's a goaded spinoff show. The Karate Kid, though, I still... It's, like, it's one of the top movies ever. Whiplash. Okay, so I'm not sure how well-known Whiplash is, in all honesty, because I've never heard anyone talk about this movie. So, um, basically, it is about a drummer, um, Andrew, played by Miles Teller, and basically he's in pursuit of rising to the top, um, to be a top musician. He is mentored by Terrence Fletcher, aka J.K. Simmons you know um j jonah jameson aka omni man uh yeah and uh he has terrifying teaching movement teaching methods and andrew has to like discover he has to go through his own like journey and realize what music means to him what it means for him to have connections and so much more it that is the best i can say without spoiling it but it is a really 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 good movie
1: like god dang directed by damien chazelle the director of la la land
2: yeah. Um so if you go, so um that is my for
0: those four. Go ahead you guys. Tristan, you wanna go first or you want me to? Uh
1: so I'll go first. Winter soldier, fucking slaps. A slap and a half. Last wish, I ain't seen it. Karate Kid, I mean come on. Come on. Wax on, wax off. You know? Like it's 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 the karate kid. What what more can be said? Whiplash, I haven't seen it. On the list, haven't seen it.
0: You know. So with Flash, I haven't seen it. I've heard nothing but great things, Kristen. I think you said it has J.K. Simmons in a really tight. Yeah, I've seen. T-shirt. I've
1: <laughs> seen several clips of him in just the tightest t-shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> <just> <laughs> for was students. And I'm like, man, this seems real tense.
0: Was this around the time that he got cast as uh, Commissioner Gordon, or was this way before?
1: I think this was. This was before. Yeah, he's just naturally he just likes to be jacked.
0: I, I guess so because I was just I, every time I see a clip or a GIF of it or whatever, I see him in that black T-shirt and I'm like, "Damn, J.K. Simmons, what the hell, I'm making he's just, all of this look bad." He's built here. like a brick
1: shit house. I follow him on uh,
2: Instagram. I follow him on Instagram, and ironically, uh, I did not know he posted his workout photos and everything. But yeah, he likes to be
0: jacked. The Karate Kid. The original is one of the best movies. And I think with Cobra Kai, both the show and Karate Kid have been elevated. They both help out each other. And I would say that also, I know the sequels don't get as much love. I would say that at least about Karate Kid 3. Karate Kid 3 is the Rocky Four of the franchise. It is so fucking ridiculous, but in the best way if for karate kid it's this it to bring the rocky comparison back up it's like rocky 1 and rocky 2 it's very serious as the character drama and mr miyagi's story man i don't remember where i read this but i believe studio the studio wanted to initially cut mr miyagi's backstory from the movie and it's a good thing that didn't that happen. Yeah. yeah. Because that is one of the best parts of the entire fucking movie. That why, one of the reasons, many reasons why people sympathize and love Mr. Miyagi so much. And it's just, it goes to show you like, yeah, sometimes studio notes are good. Sometimes they're just really fucking horrible.
1: Yep. Yeah, so you uh, just don't know what they're talking about a lot of the time.
0: Puss in Boots, Last Wish. Drew. I mean, come on, man. There, what else can we say that we didn't say on our retrospective episode? Uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. One of the best MCU movies ever made. People still talk about it to this day. Remember the whole stuff about Black Widow. But, uh, oh, yeah, we want the action scenes to be like The Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier. People want it to be like Captain America, Winter Soldier. I'm sure there's a lot of that with Captain America, Brave New World. Like People want to recapture that magic. That the Winter Soldier had, and there's a great reason for it. The paranoia of the movie, the huge twist of hype. Do you guys remember like when that twist happened? Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: Every everyone in my oh everyone in my friend group for the next like year, we would just whenever we'd greet each other, we'd like you know shake hands and lean in and go, Hey Hydra." <laughs> Or you just whisper it, borderline centrally in each other's ears, the way Gary Shanling did to to Agent Sitwell, just a little. Hail Hydra. <laughs>
0: and, that sounds out amazing. of context. That's so creepy. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, somebody just seeing you guys do that? They have no idea about them. Seeing oh yeah, them. no so
1: people. Dumb. People. There's a reason why people thought my friend group was very weird and annoying.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that twist. It just, it left everybody just theorizing what was next. Unfortunately, it just meant like, yeah, we're disbanding S.H.I.E.L.D. and a lot of shit's going to happen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show that's probably never going to get incorporated into the MCU. But the movie itself is just, it. it's one of the best of all time in terms of the MCU. And I think movies, it's just a really damn good movie. Uh, Drew. Your let's since we're going a bit long here, let's go with eight through two. Save your number one. Let's have that just for last. Just uh, on it's gonna it be pedestal. eight
2: through four.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Eight through four. Let's have your top three. Your bronze, silver, and gold. Save those. Okay, number eight.
2: My Hero Academia two heroes. I was wrong about the anime. This is the last anime one. Number seven, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Number six, Avengers. The 2012 movie. Number five, Inception. And number four, Avengers Endgame. Okay, so basically, uh, My Hero Academia Two Heroes is a movie that goes into the series called My Hero Academia. It is a very awesome series uh i i will admit we don't have the best fan base because some fans are entitled assholes but uh but um, for the fans that aren't assholes we're actually very good and it is a very good series and if you and tristan i feel like for you this is your gateway anime if you it's on
1: it's on the watch list it's on the watch list for sure awesome
2: yeah but uh this is my favorite of the movies. Uh, Because one of my favorite characters, this is one of his moments to shine, Uh, and it is just really exciting. Like it was, like uh, I saw this movie in theaters, and it is amazing. Apparently, it did break records before Demon Slayer when it broke that record in half. Uh, But yeah, it was one of the most successful anime movies in America before uh, Demon Slayer came in and broke that too. But that just proves that anime is. Steadily climbing and getting more popular here in the states. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. So, I said Kung Fu Panda 2 is one of the quintessential sequels that just did what it did, um, enhance what it originally uh set out to do with the first one. This one also does. Oh my god, <laughs> Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is very good, and uh, I hope Beyond the Spider Verse enhances it enough to where this can jump up the list of it because. My god, it is amazing. Like Miles' journey, the seeing all the spider people, the references, but it doesn't take over. Sp- uh, spider Gwen, aka Ghost Spider, aka Spider Woman, her story is amazing, and just adapting that for the big screen, amazing. Oh my god. Uh, you can understand all sides of the argument for the canon events. Like, it's. It's really good. I, I really like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And uh, obviously, because of where it is in the list, it is my favorite Spider-Man movie so far. Avengers 2012. I mean, this was the movie that proved that the cinematic universe was a thing. Because before, it was only hinted at. This made it a reality. It was really freaking good. It uh, has it has some of my favorite Avengers uh, moments and everything. <laughs> Cap, uh, I understood, I got it. I understood that reference. Uh, and uh, him saying it's like it, r- it runs on some sort of electricity. <laughs> I just love that. Where Cap, uh, love Bruce Banner's reveal of him always being angry and the subtle storytelling they do with him. Natasha and Clint's best friend relationship, love that. Nick Fury literally blowing up a jet to stop a nuke. Love that. There's just so much good stuff in this movie. I could go on and on and on. Avengers 2012 is really freaking amazing. Inception. This is the movie that messes with your brain. And I love it for that. That's
0: it. That's the next one. <laughs> <Just move laughs> the there. end. The end. <laughs> the,
2: the end. Does Inception the tops your spinning? brain?
0: What's what, the down. top still spinning?
2: Are we, in, are we in a dream? Are
0: you in a dream? Who knows? Hey, Avengers? look, hold on. Just just want to say this here. This actually works out for Tristan, too. Because Tristan's whole thing about uh, resolution and how Inception originally never had resolution. Tristan, you can thank nah, the but great Michael Kane. Yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah, I know.
1: 100%. Michael Kane, Shout out to the GOAT. Retired... Goodbye, Sir Michael. Yeah, he was like, No, if I'm in the scene, then it's real. I'm like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. Yep. Now I can enjoy this movie.
2: But uh sure. <laughs> but sure. Um let people have what they're the whole point is that it is your interpretation and you might yeah. never know, you might be getting uh deceived. It could be that Michael Caine said that just to like mess with you, Tristan.
0: Hey uh, man, d- nah. don't no don't he's be fun, Tristan. He's he's <laughs> an honest man,
1: up. he wouldn't do that to me. <laughs>
0: Avengers to you specifically.
1: Endgame. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Endgame.
2: What a perfect ending to the MCU. <laughs> there was never another MCU. Before. There was never another MCU property. <laughs> <laughs> never. It is a great ending. Sure, what it did to Thanos after what they did with Infinity War is a little... Not even a little. That was ca- That was nasty. It's like, come on, guys. But still... The ending to it all, allowing the characters to come to, allowing the um, MCU to come to a satisfying conclusion. The death of a seminal character that started it all, Tony Stark. And just seeing all the characters go their separate ways where they needed to go. What a great ending.
0: Tristan, you mind if I go? Yeah, go ahead. So, start with Avengers Endgame here. Everything you said, Amor, it is probably, in our lifetime, the most hyped movie of all time, for us. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you, says the
1: man who didn't go see Avatar, The Way of Water, but, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> you can't tell me the excitement for The Way of Water was bigger. I than... mean... It wasn't. Don't... I mean... Don't do My this. personal excitement. <laughs>
1: you know, I'm just saying... I'm just saying, pretty successful movie financially. The
0: end of Infinity War left the theater audience I was in speechless. I have never, it felt like they got dusted. Just the silence. And in Endgame, when it went black after Thanos' head gets cut off. Five minutes into the movie. And at the time, I heard people audibly go, what the fuck? What And then, and then the five back. years five later. And what I got from that theater experience was the same reaction from the end of Infinity War. Where the whole audience was like, I don't know how to comprehend this. This is uh this changes everything. This movie like there's just so much hype behind it. And man, does it have fan service? Yes. Does everything make sense? No. No, it doesn't. The time travel especially and, and now maybe that's not that, end that maybe that's not Endgame's fault, but the time travel kind of fucked up the MCU with the whole multiverse and what is time travel, what's going to different universes, like but man, what it meant and how good this movie is is it seriously is a top tier movie, period. And I know you said it's the end of Tony Stark. It's the end of RDJ as Tony Stark. It is kind of funny though. The current rumor at this recording is RDJ might be coming back no! as Iron Man, not just for Secret Wars, but in the post reboot.
2: No, which would be hilarious.
0: Um, Inception. All you had to say was the movie that fucked with your mind. It. <laughs> that's all you got to say. Everybody crushed it. Elliot Page, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy. This was actually, I think this might be Tom Hardy, like one of his best performances. I like low-key. And
1: it's one of his most low key performances. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Peaky Blinders is are probably his best overall, but this is up there. Um Killian Murphy as well in this movie does not get talked about enough. Uh The Avengers thing to start it at all. That made uh, the MCC, the Marvel Creative Committee, and Kevin Foggy go, oh, maybe we should take this seriously now. (laughs) We're making money off of it. Let's let's actually make this universe happen. Across the Spider-Verse, we already talked about it. Uh, The only thing I want to add is actually Peter-related. I do love how both into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse have uh, given you older Peter Parkers that he's starting to get his life together and he just isn't, you know, getting his ass kicked every single time. and Thank you. Uh, can't get his relationship with MJ under uh, stable conditions. So, that just wanted to point that out there.
2: It's like he can actually have a happy life and still be interesting. Huh.
0: What a novel concept, Marvel. Yeah. Maybe this whole multiple spider man thing can actually work out for Marvel's favor to where they can let Peter Parker grow up. But besides the point, uh, My Hero Academia, two heroes, can't say anything, sadly. I'm sorry. Uh, Tristan, thoughts?
1: I also can't say a damn diddly about My Hero Academia, Uh,
0: but it is, the anime is on on my
1: watch list. Um, Everything I said about Across the Spider-Verse on the podcast uh the spoiler cast for it still holds good movie but again it just ends without any real resolution so you know how i feel about that the avengers a solid solid a shit movie i believe it's still also on my list just you know it some of it hasn't aged super duper well not in this sense like oh you know that joke didn't age well Ugh, like it's cringy but it's just like ah things of the landscape has changed a bit but it still holds up pretty damn well yeah. um you know great chemistry from from the cast and and it's a it's a it's just a good superhero movie it's a very good comic book movie and i don't mean that as a pejorative inception is also in my top 10 like it's inception it's goaded like it, it's i mean there's nothing more to be said than it's inception fucking watch inception and avengers endgame um yeah it's it's uh one of the best movies in the mcu uh not as good as avatar the way of water but you know, no, what is, uh, I definitely disagree, uh <laughs> but you, you're free to have your wrong. I opinions. mean, you know, Hey, I can't have wrong opinions. I'm the arbiter of culture, but yeah, just because uh, you're the arbiter of culture. T- t- not tell you mean what you better than, wrong. uh, it's also better than infinity war, which, you know, all I, right, I let's get it out of here. Disagree uh, Tristan knows <laughs> a great Probably. having
0: you on. Uh, what are you working on? Where can people find you? Well, you can
1: find me over at screen rat still just chugging out articles. Uh, <laughs> Okay, let's get to the top three. If,
0: if you actually went through with the bit and then left, it would have been fantastic. I <laughs> thought about it for back. a minute.
1: I thought about it for a minute because I am getting very hungry. I've been worried that my stomach grumbling you. is picking up on the mic. Agreed. Because <laughs> there have been a few moments where I'm like, oh, that's a, that sounds kind of loud. I'm hearing it through my headphones.
0: Last thing I do want to say about Avengers, then we'll go to the top three. Easily Mark Ruffalo's best performance as the Hulk.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100 P.
0: Drew, what is your bronze, silver, and gold medal? Entering the bronze, Wonder Woman, the
2: 2009 animated movie. For the silver, everything, everywhere, all at once. And for the gold, Tristan probably saw this coming, Avengers Infinity War.
1: Oh, what? Never would have expected that. (laughs) <laughs> whoever would have teed up that by saying it's worse than its sequel you're wrong but you know again arbiter of <laughs> culture you can
2: be wrong sometimes don't do it too
1: many times or you'll lose your title no no you can't take it you can't take away what I gave myself I gave you that name no I gave it to myself you just co-signed it I'm re- whatever I'm rewriting even if you gave it to me and in, in, in game rules I'm rewriting history
0: uh Drew, I don't know where to start here, but I, I say actually start with Bronze, because I'm curious here, because I feel like me, along with the audience, probably don't know much about this 2009 animated movie. Why is it here? Because this is very high up. It's a damn good movie. I Drew, not to speak over you, but I get it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, for anyone who watched Wonder Woman
2: 2017 was like it was a great movie besides the ending this is that this is the great movie that it was trying to be because it is everything that wonder woman 2017 was doing remember how i said dr strange 2007 was basically the blueprint for nearly everything they did in the live action it's the same here wonder woman 2009 is one of is for me one of the greatest movies of all time
0: well, now you have me very intrigued, because you have it at your number three spot, and that is high, high praise.
2: This, like this movie changed me, and it has stayed with me forever.
0: So yes. Well, speaking of movies that changes you and stays with you forever, I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh my god.
2: This is like the newest movie, I think, on my list. Besides Across the Spider-Verse. But, oh my god, this movie. Like, I I think I said this during a review of it, but when I got out of the movie, I was like in a trance driving back home. I don't remember how I drove back home that day. I remember when I got back, I immediately went to my mom and hugged her and said I loved her. (laughs) This movie oh my god it is like a perfect blend of everything it it, i i don't think there's a bad point in the movie for me like i never thought there
0: would be a perfect movie but yet here it is everything everywhere all at once drew i say this with no disrespect in the slightest but how much i also adore that movie is you were talking and i'm like man I hope he just gets through Infinity War real quick because I really want to talk about everything worry all at once again. Oh, I wish he'd hurry the fuck up! <laughs> like,
1: shut your fucking mouth, Drew. We gotta talk about
0: cinema. And <laughs> somebody well, who even I love Infinity War, but I'm just like, come on, man. We gotta let's get into this no big Everything ever all is at once, happening.
1: You know.
2: Well, well, that's fine because Infinity War is number one. It takes the gold. It is amazing. It is awesome. And, honestly, the pinnacle of the MCU. Like, oh my god, you, Infinity War is everything. Now, I will, I will admit, could be a little biased, considering that Infinity Gauntlet, what Infinity War was based off of, is my first comic and one of the comics that have stayed with me forever. But, oh my god, this movie had so much to live up to. It had so many people naysaying it. There was there were so many people saying the MCU is not gonna hit. It. it's nay. gonna make the, <laughs> it's gonna say it's gonna. They kept saying like Thanos is just gonna be like every other villain. He's gonna be forgettable. Nah, nah, fam. He took the best villain of the MCU trophy, and it and it wasn't even a contest. He made everyone stop, stare, and was like, "What?" No. To this day, I meet people who say they hate Thanos because a he killed uh iron man and b he, he and b uh he dusted everyone no one it's like this day thanos has an impact he's one of the greatest movie villains of all time and infinity war is his movie it is the it is the movie that honestly i'm surprised that infinity war still comes up in game for me but it, it They just did too well. He's too good. The movie is too good. And it deserves the gold.
0: I can't argue with that. Infinity War is a 10 out of 10 movie. Really, also considering how many characters are in it. Good God. Like, no disrespect to Sam Raimi. But people said, yeah, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 had too many characters. And the Russo brothers were just like... (laughs) Hold our beers. (laughs) Hold our our beers, we got this. And they have almost everybody from the MCU in this shit. And it fucking works. Everybody just has their own moments. And you two were the comic experts, so you guys knew about the dusting. At least the possibility of the dusting.
1: I assumed that was how the movie would end, yeah.
0: I assumed that the movie would end with the Avengers preparing to face... Full gauntlet Thanos. See, I thought it was going to be... I, I was kind of a pessimist there, because I was like, God, please don't do the thing where they kill Thanos or they defeat Thanos in the first movie. Like, that, And then, whenever Thor throws the Stormbreaker into his chest, I went, oh no, they're going to fuck it up. They're going to fuck it up. You have an opportunity, Marvel. You never take this opportunity. And then he snaps. You should have aimed for the head. At that point, as a non-comic reader, and I think this is a lot of people, my brain at that point just shut off because I was like, wait, 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 what is gonna happen? And then you see some people start to get dusted. I think first it's Bucky. And as much as anybody loves Bucky, Bucky is essentially a side character in MCU. You go, ah, that sucks, but... I don't know. And then you see War Machine. Same thing about War Machine. Then it starts to get to T'Challa. And then it gets to Spider-Man. And when it got to Spider-Man specifically, I went, no fucking way they're going to kill off Spider-Man in this movie. And technically, they didn't kill off Spider-Man. But at the time, it was just like a, oh my god, nobody is safe. So, it just props to Infinity War all the way around uh tristan go into your thoughts here
1: everything ever all at once i mean what more is there to be said like there's a reason why we forced taylor to watch this movie it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a fantastic movie it's also in my top 10 as well
0: never been happier to be forced to watch a movie in my <laughs> life to be
1: to be bullied into watching something <laughs> we yes. peer pressured him yeah peer pressure it's one of the few uh, and-, and
0: only times bullying works
1: it worked and it worked out for for the best. And then Avengers Infinity War? I mean, good movie. Not as good as uh Endgame. You know, not not the best MCU movie either. I would that would be so bold to say, you know, you got you got your Spider-Man No Way Home,s, you know. You got your <laughs> No way. You got no your Norton, incredible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't I couldn't get through that with a with a straight uh straight face. But No Way Home is um, But no, it's,
0: good. let's not no, throw it in. yeah. It,
1: Oh no no
2: no yeah. I no way No is really, No Way Home is really good. I don't I don't think though it's the pinnacle of the MCU though. I think it's the I think it's one of the pinnacles of Spider Man.
1: Well, there That's we fair. go. Agree to disagree. Uh point being though, Infinity War, good movie. I'm not at all surprised that it's your number one thing is how you've said it's your favorite movie multiple times. Um but yeah, no, good uh good movie.
0: Last thing I'll say, because I saved it everything everywhere all at once. This was a movie that, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Go out of your way to see it out of anything on Drew's list. And then Drew would co-sign that. Yes,
2: I would. Like, these, like I feel like everything on my list is something that people could enjoy. There are a few things that you would, I feel like you don't jump into just because they're tied to series and stuff. But I feel like... You could jump into a lot of stuff on my list and just really, really enjoy it.
0: So, just to quickly recap, and then we're getting out of here. Drew, your top fifty-two. Would you like to go through it? I can all at once. <laughs> number fi-
2: number fifty-two. Summer Wars. Number fifty-one. The Wild Thornberrys movie. Number fifty. Happy Death Day. Number forty-nine. Transformers 3. Number 48, Transformers 1. Number 47, Ben 10, Secret of the Omnitrix. Number 46, Space Jam. Number 45, Superman 1978. Number 44, Julie and Julia. Number 43, The Thing. Number 42, Star Wars, Episode 4. Number 41, Coach Carter. Number 40, One Cut of the Dead. Number 39, The Prince of Egypt. Number 38, Kill Bill. Number 37, The Social Network. Number 36, August Rush. Number 35, Coraline. Number 34, The Lincoln Lawyer. Number 33, A Goofy Movie. Number 32, Oh, yep. <laughs> Number 32, Encanto. Number 31, The Devil Wears Prada. Number 30, Red Line. Number 29, Mulan, 1998. Number 28, Doctor Strange, 2007. Number 27, Rocky two. Number 26, Beauty and the Beast. Number 25, The Cat Returns. Number 24, Superman Doomsday. Number 23, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number 22, Mean Girls. Number 21, Kill Bill Volume 1. I mean Volume 2. (laughs) Number 20, Cowboy Bebop Knocking on Heaven's Door. Number 19, Batman Under the Red Hood. Number 18, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number 17, Kung Fu Panda 2. Number 16, The Holiday. Number 15, Spirited Away. Number 14, Logan. Number 13, Iron Man. Number 12, Captain America The Winter Soldier. Number 11, Puss in Boots The Last Wish. Number 10, Karate Kid 1984. Number 9, Whiplash 2014. Don't know why I said the name. I don't think there's another Whiplash movie. (laughs) Number eight, My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. Number seven, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Number six, The Avengers. Number five, Inception. Number four, Avengers Endgame. Number three, Wonder Woman 2009. Number two, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And number one, Avengers Infinity War.
0: Solid list right there. Solid list. I think in terms of the reception to it, you might get a few people going like, yeah, you know, don't know about this, this, and this. But then once you get, I want to say what, Tristan, around the 20s, you start to really get into, I would say it's just, Oh, yeah, there's no argument here. Like, well, of course there is. That's why all this subjective and fun. But it's just like you can fully understand without a whole lot of explanation why you would have something like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Gar- uh, Karate Kid, everything everywhere all at once, so on and so forth there. Uh, so, fantastic list, Drew. I appreciate you doing this. I know it was more difficult than you'd actually think to actually put it from your brain that you're thinking in the back of your mind to paper. Uh, But I appreciate it. I thought it was a really good episode, Tristan. I'm sure you would agree. Yep. Tristan, what are you working on? Where can the people find you? For real this time.
1: For real. Well, as I said jokingly earlier, I am still cranking out articles over at Screen Rant, so please go give them a view. And as for where you can find me, if I'm not on this podcast or on the Nerd Sash Presents the Long Box Hunters, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at BackissueBens.
0: Drew, where can the people find you, and
2: what are you working on? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter X uh Drew Garrison underscore or or you can find me on my YouTube channel, The Writer's Room.
0: As for me, you could find me on these podcasts here. You could also find me in our Discord link for which is in the description of this very episode. Also consider leaving us a rating. It would be tremendous if it was a positive rating. As for what we got coming up in the future, I actually do not remember off the top of my head what we got, but From here on out, we got some very exciting episodes. So be sure to check us out on the next episode of Nerd Stop Movies.